Today's episode of Beyond the Rut is sponsored by Capshow, which is the ultimate AI content marketer for entrepreneurs who podcast, vlog, or live stream like yours truly. Stay tuned throughout this episode to discover more ways you can use Capshow for your content. For now, let's get straight into the episode. Welcome to episode 72 of Beyond the Rut, the weekly podcast about inspiring you to make your own path and live the life you've always dreamed of, Beyond the Rut. On this episode, I'm excited to tell you that we've got Lee Cockrell, former Disney executive who has over 40 years of experience in the hospitality industry, and we have been fortunate to have him on our show. In the next 33 minutes or so, you're going to hear Lee share with us his experiences, how he gained millions of dollars of experience that helped him propel his career to an executive position in the happiest place on earth, Walt Disney World. He's also going to share with us what it takes to build a legacy, what's most important, and how we really have no excuse to learn new things in today's high-tech world. So sit back and listen to all the great things Lee has to share. If you haven't gotten a copy of his newest book, Career Magic, I recommend you go get it right now. Well, after you listen to this episode, then go get a copy of that book. All right. Enjoy the show. All right. Hey, Brandon. How are you doing? I'm excited. I'm really excited for this episode. Good deal. And we got our special guest with us, Lee Cockrell, calling in from Orlando, Florida. How are you doing, Lee? Hey, I'm great. Good to be with you all tonight. Awesome. We're very honored that you're with us, and we're also honored that Jody Mayberry was willing to put our names to his and recommend you to come on the show. He's a great guy. I love working with him. Yes. And we actually owe him lots of jars of Nutella, but we might have to hold on that. (laughs) Brandon just shared with us an article where, uh, I guess in England, they're pulling Nutella off the shelves. Apparently, Um, they think it caused cancer or something. I'm going to do some research on that, see if that's true. Everything causes cancer. (laughs) But Nutella? Don't go outside. (laughs) You'll die. Uh, So I'm going to open up with a question that Olivia, my wife, asked me and actually made me promise uh, to ask to open up our our, our, our talk with you. And that is, uh, Lee, since you worked at Walt Disney World for a number of years, you, you kind of know the area, uh, what is your favorite ride? So not just attractions, but more specifically ride at Walt Disney World. Yeah, well, you know, there were many over the years as they opened, and I got to go test them out. But I think the one I really liked the most was uh, Rock and Roller Coaster when it took off oh. and gave you on that one minute of terror. So uh, I used to live in L.A., so that was like I was back there because that's how they drive out there. So. <laughs> Rock and roller coaster is a lot of fun. Loved oh, it. Oh, man. She's going to love to hear that. I think that's one of her favorites. That one and then Soren awesome. is a little Oh, yeah. Fun. I just did the new Soren last week for the first time where it goes around the world. Oh, yes. Wow. And it was fabulous. I mean, it was great. So I'm yeah. assuming you're the best grandfather in the world because you can just come and go at Disney as much as you want. Well, that's partially true. My grandkids are 18, 21, and 15 now, so they don't want any grandparents or any parents around. They only right. call me when they want a new iPhone. <laughs> that's true. Uh, the things we have to look forward to. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, well, Lee, you know, we, we just were really excited about having you on for, for a couple of reasons. We've obviously listened to your podcast, and we've read your books, but you have a new book that just came out in October that uh, to me is what it, you could charge $250 for this book, and it just gives such great advice on how to get a job, but also how to keep a job and how to just make a career out of everything rather than just say, well, I want, if I don't get this job, I'm not going to stay here. I'm not going to do what 
somebody tells me uh, that I have to do, I'm going to make my own path. And that's obviously what our podcast is all about. So when I started reading uh, Career Magic, I just thought, you know, there's there's some solid gold little nuggets in here. But the one that really stood out to me was just, you know, the overall objective of this book is is use everything to further your career, no matter what it is, how bad it is. So talk a little bit about your motivation for writing this book, because obviously you've got a long career already, but you wanted to pour back into another generation. Yeah, well, it started several years ago when we started having all the college kids work for us at Disney, and we hired about oh, several thousand twice a year. And I kept running into college kids that weren't happy with the job we assigned them to. They thought they were above that. They should have had a better place. And I tried to, I wrote a document back then for them and distributed it to them to tell them, you know, about how to react to these ups and downs in their lives, that there's going to be obstacles in your life. And you're going to find, you're going to end up with a bad boss. You're going to end up with being disappointed. You're going to be passed over for a promotion. You might get fired. You, All these things are going to happen. And uh, that's the least of your problems. Just pick yourself up and keep going because uh, I had a lot of ups and downs in my career. In fact, in the back of the book, I put a graph of my career. It looks like the Dow Jones average. It is. <laughs> There's a lot of ups and downs, but it's got a good trend line. And my best career happened after all the failures I had. Uh, the last 16 years running Disney World was like incredible. And I could have easily gotten uh, I guess depressed and and stopped along the way when I got fired once. I got passed over once. I had a boss of what I thought was terrible. My wife and I had no money. I mean, it was one thing after another. We moved 11 times in my career. And uh, I think just stick in there. It'll be fine. And I think you said it right. Have a great attitude and work hard, and you'll be recognized. And a lot of people are not doing that today, so you can stand out pretty easily. Just be better than everybody else and become an expert in something. And every day, get better at it. And then when you're an expert, everybody's going to want you. That's such great advice. And, I, and I've shared that with my kids. If you're just 10% better than everybody else around you, you will take over the company. You'll move to the absolutely. front really easily. Absolutely. That is absolutely true. And when you look around, just go out shopping and go to stores and be around these days and go on an airplane. Not many people are trying to be great. And uh, if you try to be great, and hopefully uh, if you do that, uh, life works out pretty well. What I like about your writing, too, in this book is the entire time you're trying to be your best. You're trying to do a job that's at a level higher than anybody else around you. But in the beginning, you really face some major obstacles like you were taught. You talk about in the book the amount of money you made and and how you 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 were never really where you wanted to be in those early years. But you got a million dollars worth of experience. Kind of explain (laughs) that that phrase. I love that phrase. Well, I wouldn't tell anybody not to go get a college degree like I did. Uh, and the only reason I didn't get a college degree is I was such a poor student, I flunked out. But uh, but I didn't go to class, so that was one reason. That helps. But then I went in, I went in the Army, and uh, I learned a lot in the Army about discipline. And uh, and uh, just uh, I think we – People just get too discouraged, and they don't uh, they don't keep after it. And uh, I found out that I'm a different learner than in school. I don't learn well in reading or a school or going to a class. I learn better by doing. I like experience really makes me better. And uh, I'm I think we got to have to re- realize that that different students learn different ways. And we think where they're all should be in the classroom, and they should be learning in a certain way, and they should all learn. And, you know, uh, physics and algebra and ge- 
geometry, and I never needed any of those in my career, but I learned every day, and I asked a lot of questions. And the main reason I was focused on learning is I was so insecure. <laughs> I, <laughs> right. I, wanted, I thought I'd never get a job because I uh, didn't, never thought about it that much. And then I started to see that I could have some success. And once you start to have success, it's easier to have more success because your self-confidence grows. And that's what I think a lot of people are missing is just self-confidence in themselves. And experience matters. And I think travel and experience are one of the well, maybe the two best ways to learn. I mean, school's important, no doubt about that, but travel and getting experience. Once you've got experience, nobody can take that away from you. You've done it. You've been there. You know how to do it, and uh, it's it, it's different than reading it in a book. Right, and, and one of the lines in the book where you say today's young people don't want theory. They want reality. College, college gives you theory. Experience gives you reality. Get both, and I love that concept. Well, I think that's right. I think when we all look back, our parents, you know, they reality is what made them who they were. And they worked hard and they had a lot of disappointments. And uh, and uh, today I hope, you know, I think sometimes we don't want our children to have any disappointments. It's probably the best medicine they can get to get ready for real life because their mother's not going to be there when they get to the workplace to right. help them. Out. And, and uh, we make sure our grandkids have jobs every summer, 16, 17, 18. They've got to work out in landscaping, pulling weeds uh, in the 90-degree temperature like I did in Oklahoma. And I used to send my son to Oklahoma to work on a cattle ranch every summer because you got to learn to work, be on time, work with other people, have a good attitude. And if you don't learn those things, it doesn't matter how smart you are. I don't care if you went to Harvard or Princeton. And if you got a bad attitude and can't get along with people, you're not going to be very successful. And uh, a little hard work never hurt anybody. That's so true. I, I love that uh, that concept of you know education is important. But if you're really smart, but you've never proven anything, I had a good friend. He graduated from SMU there in Dallas four years top of his you know wasn't the top top of his class but really smart made a's but when he graduated he couldn't get a job and they told him the same thing at every interview you've never had a job because his parents were doctors they they gave him everything <laughs> he had never even clocked in anywhere before and that's what they wanted to know can you show up and you know do the job yeah parents are really doing their children a disservice not giving them more and more responsibility every year as they grow up i don't care if it's just feeding the dog and mowing the lawn and then getting a job when you're 16 and 17 and 18 and and uh, i see my grandkids they are my granddaughter went and got a job at college didn't even have to she doesn't need it but she right. wanted to she's been used to working and she actually likes it she likes being around people she likes working and she likes getting that paycheck that you know that recognition at the end of the week so a lot of those kind of emotional and things we need to build in our children and and a lot of people are not doing that especially people who are really well off they kind of forget those lessons of how they got where they are <laughs> exactly and some of the early stories that you tell about the hotel industry especially where you were you were working six and seven days a week and double shifts and and you know somebody could look at that and say well yeah but you were you were really dedicated and really determined but when i read that i just see a guy that says you know i have no choice failure was just not an option for you <laughs> it was either work or starve and so you chose work i had a baby and a wife and uh yeah they kind of want baby food and diapers <laughs> and so yeah and i think i i grew up on a farm in oklahoma you know oklahoma texas but you work and i i i just had this drive to work i mean that's just what you do i didn't know people didn't work and uh, <laughs> you didn't work hard and didn't get up and you know seven days that's no big deal when you live on a farm because the cows got to get milked every morning right so uh yeah 
you just can't the just, way you, I think a lot of how we were wired. <laughs> you can't just switch those cows off on the weekend. That, right. that no, work? they don't like that. They like those udders uh, released. <laughs> <laughs> that was my uncle. He he had a farm, and he always said that there's no holidays on a farm. It's just no every day, no matter the weather, no matter the holiday, doesn't matter what happens. Stay with us. We'll be right back. And now let's talk about how you can use CapShow to repurpose and market your content. If you have a business like me, you can upload your cornerstone long-form content, like podcast episodes or YouTube videos, into CapShow, and it will create all your content marketing assets for you. And here's the coolest part. CapShow is more than just a robotic AI tool. It's a powerful blend of artificial and human intelligence designed by marketers to help you organically reach more of the right people on more platforms. Go to beyondtherut.com slash capshow, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day trial and see for yourself. Now, back to the show. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's a, but it's a good learning experience. I think what's good, too, is you put that in your son. It wasn't just that you struggled and, you know, the the, the great stories in the book of how you worked hard to get where you were and, and faced a lot of disappointment. A lot of things went wrong and, and, you know, you were treated bad or, you know, faced adversity and all that. But you turned around and put that in your son because you didn't want him to grow up any different than you did. Well, somebody told me what you teach your children, they teach their children. And I think my mother taught me that. I taught him that. And he taught his kids that. And he's in a great position. They didn't need to work at all. And most of the kids they went to school with didn't. But these kids are, they loved it. I mean, I just see the difference in them after they had a job. You even have more to talk about at the dinner table with your mom and dad when you both have jobs. <laughs> so. Absolutely. That's true. One one line you had, too, uh, and this is something I'd mentioned on an earlier podcast that I try to do, and it really frustrated me. I just recently changed jobs, and, and the one thing I try to do is not add work to my boss. And I, I did something one day that added a little bit of stress and a little bit of extra work for him, and it just drove me nuts because I should have got it, and I should have taken it off his plate instead of add it. But then when I saw this line in your book and it said, you know, don't be a person who creates problems or extra work for your boss. And everyone at every level can, you know, do that. No matter if you're at the top or the bottom, you can, you can take things off your boss's plate. Oh, you can, I think. And it's just uh, if you don't know how to do something, learn how to do it. I think the one problem people don't have in business is they don't ask enough questions. I think every day you shouldn't leave your job with any questions that you don't understand how you make money, how this works, what things cost, how the customers feel. I mean, there's a lot of ways today. Look at your podcast and look at the uh, Google. You can fill in the knowledge gap today. No problem. If you don't know something, it's your own fault. If you want to know something today, there's no problem f- f- learning it. I mean, I Google some weird thing every day just to try to learn. I'm Googling now things about the in, uh, about the star. I want to know how many stars are in the solar system, <laughs> and it's mind-boggling. And oh, yeah. how far away is the sun? And you know, how, you know and uh, it's Google. I just find it fascinating that you can learn so much and fill in the gaps, even though you may not have had a formal education. And uh, I think we're going to see a lot of that coming down the path. Kids are going to get they're going to get their degrees online because they can't afford to go to the campus. And you can just fill it in, and you can become an expert in whatever you decide to become an expert in and and you can do it pretty quick today i'm always amazed when a question is raised and people in that group don't know the answer 
and that's it. They all just say, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> and I'm, I'm looking at them all thinking, wait, we all have smartphones. Somebody pull out right. that smartphone and Google it right now. And they all look at me like I'm crazy. And I'm like, oh, man, I'll do it. <laughs> hey, even on Jeopardy, I can find the answer quicker than they can answer the last question. <laughs> so that's good. It I, makes I, my I, wife think I'm smart. There you go. I'm in charge of hiring and stuff. And so I interview people fairly often. And we just interviewed a, a young lady two days ago, I think, and she spoke Spanish, English, Japanese, and some French. And oh, she was probably 22, maybe 23. <laughs> wow. And I asked her the same thing. I said, well, you know, where did you pick that up? Did you, have you traveled a lot? No, she just said YouTube. She would just Google and YouTube until she could learn the language. Languages. She didn't have the money to really take the formal class. So she just taught herself. Hey, I had we went to Cambodia a few years ago, and our guide spoke perfect English, better than most Americans. <laughs> and I asked her how she learned. She said on the radio. There you go. You know, so we have all these excuses of why we poor us and things didn't work out, and our parents didn't treat us right, and God blah blah blah. And I, I always tell people now, don't blame your mother and father for th- the situation you put yourself into <laughs> that's you know, a big one for me up, give them a break they did the best they could yeah i tell people that all the time if you're over 20 years old it's not your parents fault anymore <laughs> good or bad whatever they did maybe they were the worst parents now it's all on you do something about it and that's my best excuse for my wife when i screw up i tell her it's not my fault but she doesn't buy that <laughs> Yeah, I just don't either. Not a lot of sympathy there. Now, talking about closing the knowledge gap, I mean, we we hadn't thought about asking this, but uh, about a year ago or so, Brandon sent me an email with a link for a website called thrive15.com. And he said, hey, Jerry, you're a veteran. Sign up for this. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's a great idea. And then I never signed up. And then I'm reading your book, (laughs) and you're one of the guys behind making thrive15.com a thing. And I just hung my head low in shame. I thought, man, I'm such an idiot. Um, so well, you need to take you need to take my time management seminar, which is follow up. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I know you're some change later. I'm finally realizing ah, thrive15.com. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about thrive15.com, uh, especially for those of us listening? Well, it's a, a website, and uh, these guys in Tulsa, Oklahoma, start putting it together. Uh, and uh, they contacted me to see if I would uh, put my uh, knowledge on there. So I did about 40 videos. They're about leadership, management, customer service. But if you go to that website, any anything you want to learn, real estate, how to yep. put a business plan together, how to get a bank loan, everything you can imagine and think about how to do franchising, how to th- uh, you know, there's people on there that are doing these short 15-minute videos on all of those subjects. And, you know, it's amazing how much you can learn in 15, 20 minutes with an expert telling you, hey, here's what you need to think about when you go to the bank. Here's what you need to put in your business plan. Here's what you need to – and that's why we did it. And, it, and we're getting a lot of good feedback about it. And um, the veterans who signed up are happy. Absolutely. <laughs> that, that's why I signed up. I heard about it from you on your podcast, and then I signed up because I'm a veteran. But these are not just people making videos. We're talking you know, not just Lee, but David Robinson. They're some yeah. of the leading people in the, in the industry in the country that are on these videos. Man. Yeah, and I think, you know, that's how we learn. We learn from other people, and and, uh, there's so many ways to do it with the Internet now. 
Absolutely. I think one of the things that you touched on too was just your overall attitude and that attitude can keep you from doing something like this. You know, just, just putting that investment in yourself because you've got a poor attitude. You're like, well, I'll never learn it. I'll never be able to start my business. I'll never be able to <laughs> do this or do that. Attitude really comes through this book loud and clear because you you had the one line about, you know, no one ever heard something negative out of your mouth. You might have thought it, but you didn't say it. You didn't express it in the workplace. Yeah. Well, I think we all need to think about that. You know, we all underestimate how much difference we can make. I think we all underestimate uh, how much success we can have. And that's, you, you know, half the time we're our own worst enemy. We get ourselves into this mentally that we're not good enough, where we grew up in the wrong place, we didn't go to the right school, all this blah blah blah, and in fact, uh, we we are we're, we 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 fix ourselves in that situation, and we need to. I really try to encourage people: do not underestimate the impact you can make in your life and in your world and in your family and in your business. Uh, raise your expectations for yourself and for your people, and you'll get much better results. Right? Yeah. And I think we've all worked for that boss that just didn't expect much out of you that would, you know, would just kind of put you down and just lower expectations. And, and generally, just like you sure. said, that team or department would operate at a lower level because oh, yeah. of that. That's a whole different form of discrimination, let me tell you. When it's where you're from or where you didn't go to school or you don't speak English properly or you're from that country or this country. And uh, discrimination comes in many ways. I, I, I witnessed it in uh, New York. I worked in New York, and here I was, the Oklahoma boy. Right. I didn't know which fork to use. And I remember these guys from the sophisticated schools not treating <laughs> me very well, not sitting down to lunch with me. But I got even with them. I had success. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I love that. You know, the, this hick from from Oklahoma's at this yeah, fancy exactly. hotel. But uh, I'd never seen a linen napkin before. And I think your first job in a hotel, you'd never stayed in a hotel either, right? No. I was at the big – only hotel I was at was in Ardmore, Oklahoma, at the big chief motel when I was 16 with a keg of beer. And uh, they only had 10 rooms. Wow. So, uh, yeah, I was shocked when I got into a hotel. I didn't know that such places existed. Wow. And then you're you're working at the um, the one in New York, and it, the name escapes me now. The Waldorf Astoria. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's one of those hotels that probably ninety nine percent of the people would say, well, I would never even walk that in that place. It's so fancy, but you worked there and commuted back and forth to your house uh, via train because you didn't have a car. Yeah, we had no car. All the cars you if you have a car in New York, it gets stolen anyway. So <laughs> uh, we didn't have a car. We didn't have much money, and uh, it was tough. And I, you know, I was very intimidated when I went to work at the Waldorf. Let me tell you, that's the place where you're supposed to really know what you're going. So I had to fake it for a long time, and until uh, I learned how to do it. They bought me a tuxedo and told me to be in. I couldn't wear a brown suit after five o'clock, and <laughs> and if you if you smoke cigarettes, don't walk around smoking them, and don't drink out of a beer bottle and blah 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 i mean i was going like what right. and uh, so i had a lot to learn but uh i think everybody should go to a big city somewhere and work sometime in your career it changes who you are and helps you understand the world better travel yeah. like you said is so important because you get to meet other people you you you're exposed to so much through travel yeah and, yeah and that changes your whole perspective because we all judge people based on what we've heard or maybe our parents told us or we've seen on TV. But until you go live in that atmosphere, you'll really never know. 
Oh, in this subject, you got to forget about half of what your parents taught you. It's not even true. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know? I mean, it's yeah. like unbelievable. You know, I didn't leave Oklahoma till I was 20 years old, and now I've been to 36 countries. So, you know, mm-hmm. it uh, changes who you, it, you can't help it. If you travel, right. it will change you, you, whether you want to be changed or not. Yeah. That's so true. I, I love one piece of advice that you gave. I actually uh, put into action the other day. It's right after I read it, actually. I'd had a problem with somebody at work, and normally I would have just sent a message, and, and you had this uh, line in your book about, you know, go talk to them. Go confront them. Don't just let it kind of stew and just leave it there. Don't leave them a rude note or anything like that. So I said, okay, I got to get up and go. I can't interview Lee on Thursday if I'm not willing to go over here and deal with this on Tuesday. So, <laughs> and, it, and it actually worked out really good. I think the points were all made and everybody understood what we were talking about and it worked out really good. So thank you for that one. Yeah, face-to-face is the way to go. I mean, people misunderstand you when you do an email or write a note or and uh, just like when your wife confronts you, you know, it's different. <laughs> <laughs> that's true one thing you're pretty famous for too is is writing notes appreciating uh the people that work for you and with you you're you're big on that and talk a little bit about some of the things you did at disney and and some maybe some of the other places where you just showed that real personal appreciation for people that worked for you well you know in my first book i had a chapter called burn the free fuel which is around appreciation recognition and uh, encouragement and I don't think we do enough of that. And I, it's really the fuel that drives human performance. Everybody wants to be appreciated. They want to be recognized. They need encouragement, uh, a few kind words. And I wrote hundreds of notes a month to employees, cast members, uh, managers, telling them what a great job they were doing. I appreciated it. Thank you so much. I even had a little pen made it, had Mickey on it and said leadership. I'd thank them for their leadership and, you know, that kind of recognition. We all we all want it. Your wife wants it. Your kids want it. Uh, we all want it. And we don't do it enough. We miss opportunities every day to show that to people, uh, strangers, people on the street, uh, neighbors, uh, uh, people we work with. Uh, and I think, uh, and as my wife said, if you love me, tell me. If you, if you right. respect, if you, if you appreciate people, tell them. Don't keep it to yourself. It costs you nothing, and it really encourages them to even be better. So, yeah, it's a big deal in my in my mind. It's one of the biggest deals, actually. And I think one of the reasons most people leave jobs, 80% of people leave their jobs today because they don't feel appreciated. Okay. And probably that's the case with marriages, too, frankly. Absolutely. And just if you appreciate me, then we're going to have a great life. And, and, and a lot of times you lose some really valuable resources because you just didn't appreciate them. It wasn't the money or the working environment. It was just just appreciate people. And, and, and I was about to say that you had mentioned the number one reason people leave jobs is because they just didn't feel appreciated. Oh, yeah, absolutely. People don't leave Disney. They leave a boss that didn't appreciate them. Right. And uh, we can all t- do that. It costs nothing. It's free. <laughs> all you got to do is pay attention and right. figure it out every day. And, and you shouldn't ever go home one day that you haven't said something to somebody. Thanks for coming in. Appreciate the good work. We're glad you're in our company. I mean, it's just uh, it's a great thing. I need it. I'm so insecure. I need it more than anybody. Right. And, and my wife said she needs it. She said, if you love me, tell me. And uh, I think that's right. I could not agree more. And, and if someone's listening to this and saying, well, I don't have time to do that, you need to go back and read Lee's uh, book on time management and carve out that time. Because when you were running Disney, you you could have delegated this role to somebody else to write all the notes and maybe you just stamped them or something like that. But you did that yourself, handwritten, yeah. and it meant more to people. 
Oh, it does. People know if you're sincere. They know who's putting them on. And uh, you can find time to do the things you want to do, you know. And I think that's one thing in time management. People got to decide what they should quit doing and where they're wasting time <laughs> and what they should be doing. And pick the two or three things that are going to make a difference in your personal life and your business life and work on those every day. And a lot of people have trouble walking away from things that are just a total waste of time or friends that are friends that are not really their friends. And uh, you got to be careful. You got to really protect your time because uh, you ought to be spending it where it helps your family, helps you and helps your kids and helps your finances and uh, your health. I would say those are the big ones for me, health and family and, and my business. Right. Yeah. And and I know whenever you were in one of your podcasts, I was listening to kind of how you schedule your day and you scheduled time to work on your health and to, to work on your marriage and to work on your business. It's not just wake up one morning and see what we got to do. And, and, and that's how you've yeah. been able to accomplish so much. Well, there's a theory in time management. You need to schedule the priorities in your life. And uh, that means put them in your calendar and make sure you're spending the right amount of time on the ones that are important to you. And so many people don't even think of this concept and their life gets away from you. Let me tell you, <laughs> I married a 22 year old. She's 70 now and I'm 72. So, man, let me tell you what happened. I told people I got a 47 year old son. Where'd he come from? I mean, it's like, golly, it goes by so quick. It's just an, it, it's uh, it's frightening. Actually, right. you got to really be on your game. Absolutely. It'll be Christmas again before you know it. <laughs> That's what I say. We used to pay attention to the clock, and then the older you get, you pay attention to the calendar. You know, <laughs> Absolutely. The clock doesn't really matter that much anymore. Now it's just a day goes by before you know. Well, at my age, you know about how many days you got left, so <laughs> I don't need a clock. <laughs> Fighting that tooth and nail. I love that. So what does, if you don't mind me asking, what does your son do now? Well, he's done great. You know, he told me when he was 14, he would never do what I do for a living. It <laughs> means 14-year-olds don't know what they're talking about. But uh, he's yeah. now the vice president of the Magic Kingdom. Awesome. He's been with Disney 25 years. Wow. He he cut out of college, came to France, married a French lady, and uh, they've been married 24 years. Awesome. And uh, he worked in France for five years, and uh, they got married. They got three kids, 21, 18, and 15, and they live here in Orlando, and he's had a great career. He ran the studio for a while he ran epcot he was now head of the magic kingdom and so he's done well and uh he loves it actually wow. he loves his job and uh i love uh all my family living here in orlando so i get to see my grandkids more often because they like me better than their parents oh yeah i like I my get, grandkids more than i like my kids now so yeah <laughs> i know i agree that's good that, that i know and you can hear it in your voice you know a proud parent is is saying how long his son's been married you know, it's like those kind of things mean the world because two friends of ours that go to church with us, uh, he is a World War II vet, and they've been married for 66 years. I think they just celebrated their 66th wedding anniversary, and we just love them to death. And he says the same thing. We just make time for each other, and she always jokes about we don't have time for anything else. It's just us now. And Well, I got a good one for you. My wife and I will be married 49 years in August, and uh, – wow. We laughed the other day. She said, you know, people see you and I holding hands, Lee, and they think we're just the most lovable little couple that ever lived in the world. <laughs> you know, they don't know we're just trying not to fall down. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so everybody holding hands is not happily married, but they're just trying to stay on their feet. I love that. <laughs> Y'all are impressive. Yeah, we're, we're staying upright. That, yeah, good. absolutely. What uh, day were you married in August? 
August 3rd in Ardmore, Oklahoma, on an August day that I was in a wool suit and I thought I was going to die. Wow. Oh, yeah. Man. Yeah. I grew up in Paris, Texas, just uh, just a little south of Ardmore, Oklahoma. So yeah, I know where it is. Ardmore. Yeah. Uh, but I was married on August 19th, and but we got married at the beach. It was fairly ke- cool outside. <laughs> I wasn't wearing a wool suit either. Yeah. Well, you did a good job. <laughs> that is great. Well, 49 years. So what's next for Lee? What's on your agenda? Well, I had a good note from my son today. You talk about your kids, how proud you are of them. My son sent a note to my wife and I today and said, well, 2018 is going to be here before you know it, and you guys will be married 50 years, and we'd like to know what you'd like to do because we'd like to host it and pay for it. Wow. And I said, amen, man. I didn't know you had a credit card. (laughs) (laughs) We were just going to have dinner. Now we're going to have a big celebration. (laughs) But it's so, you know, and you're going to see that with your kid. I mean, when the family stays together, you know, life – that's so people ask me how I'm doing. I said, we're, everybody in the family's healthy. That's how we measure how we're doing today. Right. And uh, the little things matter. And we, we get bored with the basics sometimes, and they're so important. And, of course, now I'm wise because I'm a grandfather and old, so I know <laughs> those things better than I used to. I didn't realize that when I was young how important it was to stay close to family. You know, my mother was married five times, and I was adopted twice and got my name Cockrell when I was 16. So I'm trying to get the family average down. That's why I'm staying married. So <laughs> I love that. Get the average down. Yeah. I'm actually remarried, but we've, we've taught all of our kids that, you know, we want you to, to make this uh, family tree work again you know we're hoping and praying and just believing that you're going to build a new family tree and it's not going to be because my parents were divorced and her parents were divorced and it's like we want to change that in our uh, generation and our family growing up our, yeah our tree has too many limbs <laughs> exactly and it solves so many other problems but it it's just like you were talking about in work if if you show appreciation and you're appreciated and you work hard at it it's easy. You can do it. You'll face ups and downs, but it's easier if you stick with it rather than give up and go across the street and do something different or you break it up. It makes it life a lot harder. And there were, there's a lot of jobs in this book that I just blew me away how you stuck with them, even though, uh, 99% of people wouldn't have, but you knew that experience was worth something and you were going to use it later in life. Yeah, absolutely. And I tell you what you teach your kids. My granddaughter sent me at Christmas. She said, Pappy, I didn't get you anything for Christmas because you always say you don't want anything. You don't need anything. So I wrote a letter telling you how much I love you. Now, there's the best gift you'll ever get in your whole life. And she remembered things when she was three and four years old that I didn't even remember. That's you just don't realize the impact you're having on your kids or people around you or employees or neighbors. And we all need to pay attention to that because we have huge influence uh, about making people feel better about their life. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that letter's worth a billion dollars to you now, I bet. That's what I told her. I said, you gave me the best present. Don't tell the rest of the family. They gave me socks. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's when, when my wife and I got married, we didn't have much money. So we wrote letters to each other and those are still, we still do it every Christmas and birthday. Those are our favorite gifts. Yeah. Yeah. Good for you. Well, Lee, it was a great uh, honor to, to get to speak to you tonight and just the wisdom that you've shared with our audience. We really, really appreciate that. How can people get a hold of you, learn more about you and, and, and just follow where you're going next? Yeah, well, anything they want to know, they can go to my website, leecockerl.com, and everything's there, the podcast, the books, uh, the blog, uh, whatever you want's there, and I said most of it's free, 
Everybody likes that. that's the best word in America, free, and then the second best word's discount. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, they can go to LeeCockrell.com, and if they want to listen to the podcast, I think uh, it's all about leadership management and customer service. You can fill in the knowledge gaps in your own life, and uh, I hope they enjoy it. And uh, thank you for having me on. It's been fun. Thank you, Lee. There's no excuse for doing great things. Just go to LeeCockrell.com. Thank you, Lee. Congratulations on the uh, wedding anniversary, and we'll keep, yeah. we'll keep watching. All right. Let me know if you want to do it again one day. Thanks a lot. I will. Thanks, Lee. Bye. You can find the show notes for this episode at beyondtherut.com slash 072. There you'll find all the links to everything we talked about in this episode, such as Thrive 15, Lee Cockrell's website, and the link on Amazon to his latest book, Career Magic. If you like what you heard in today's episode, be sure to share us with a friend, family member, co-worker, or that neighbor across the street. We'll catch you on the next episode. Take care. You know, the best thing I love about Cap Show is that they have one of the best communities ever. As a Cap Showvian myself, I always get invited to masterminds with industry leaders to get the insights and marketing strategies that take my business to the next level. Plus, they love surprising and delighting us. Go to beyondtherut.com slash capshow, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day free trial with the Cap Show team today and join me inside that community.